when I got into college, I just started just being more aware of my body and like how it felt. Um, and then just like through sports performance, I think over the years, I've just tuned in more of like, what makes me feel good and what brings me joy. Um, and, you know, feeling good and like fueling myself well has become really a, a big part of my life. Welcome to Utopian Talk, a podcast surrounding the journey towards health, sustainability, and building a better world together. Join us as we kick off engaging discussions with sustainability influencers, lifestyle bloggers, health and wellness coaches, bakers, and foodies, conscious people just like you who are taking steps towards a brighter future. It's time to join us on the journey because there's no planet B and there's no time like now to make a difference. Welcome back to Utopian Talk, where we have small yet engaging conversations focused on building a better world together. Hope you all are doing well. Um, hope you're having a good week. Um, jumping into fall, I think this episode is going to release uh, nearing the end of September to early October. So we're coming close on a full year uh, with Utopian Talk, which is pretty exciting. We started it back in January, and we are going to be wrapping up season one here in the next uh, week or so. Um, and then from there, stay tuned to hear uh, what we have coming up after the conclusion of season one. Uh, but we really appreciate all of you listeners out there who have joined us on this journey. Um, and I'm really excited today for our guest, uh, Casey Klein. Um, she is someone who is uh, really uh putting in the effort and putting in the work to build a better world through um, just the way that she uh, focuses on health in her own life and how she's helping others. Uh, and uh, we're excited to really jump in and sort of talk about what that looks like for her um, as we do with with every guest we bring on. Uh, hopefully you've been encouraged by the guests we've been bringing on in the past, like Alex and Sam um, that we had uh, last week and then um, Casey here now. Uh, so Casey, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Give us a little background of who you are, um, maybe what your your degree in, what your practice is, and then uh, sort of hobbies and things that you do day to day. Just give us a little glimpse of who you are. That would be great. I'll give you a, a day in the life. Um, so I'm Casey Klein. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where I'm originally from. It's my hometown. I went away to school at NC State and studied art and design and landscape architecture, came back after school and um, started doing landscape architecture full-time. But in college, I found running as kind of an outlet, mm -hmm. um, a creative outlet that I was able to like, let my design ideas kind of flourish and um, go all over the place. So I started running um, and I ran my first marathon while I was in grad school and have been running ever since. And now I'm a a rent coach, um, landscape architect, and uh, love everything health and fitness. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think you're um, one of the types of things that I look for when I'm bringing on guests is, uh, yes, so they have that focus and that interest, at least in, in health and wellness and, and building the better world. And then, um, but I also enjoy bringing on people who maybe 100% the thing that they do isn't always like their main career may not always be in the health and fitness world. Uh, maybe it's something uh, sort of like you, where it's more in, in, in that one industry, but then you, you couple that alongside um, your passions and, and the, the things that you're, you're going on. So what does the split look like between um, 
yeah, health and fitness and running and coaching and all that. And then the architectural side, like talk to us about that balance and how you find the balance. Yeah. So it's kind of funny um, because when you talk about creating a better world, um, as a landscape architect, I design greenways, outdoor plazas. Oh, wow. Place that bring community together. And Mm -hmm. um, as like a personal ethos, that's something that I firmly believe in too. So um, I try to like kind of categorize my life into buckets. Mm. I've got kind of my creative outlet, um, architecture design. I've got my health and fitness, which is running, coaching. And then I have my spiritual bucket that's, you know, family, community, uh, my faith. Mm. Um, And so I like to see ways that these things can overlap. So um, I guess my split is I normally train in the early in the mornings, um, as well as, you know, late at night, but then work yeah. during the day, mm-hmm. um, I bike to work. So that's part of like, you know, my active recovery. Um, and then normally my coaching is more on the weekends. I do host a track workout, a free track workout to the community every Tuesday morning, um, which is also a way that I can kind of engage with my athletes, um, throughout the week, but, um, just try to find, you know, through the spaces that I'm creating with architecture and design, um, those are also, also the spaces that I'm exploring on foot when I'm going on runs. And so, um, I think one of my favorite things is like going to new cities and like running and exploring and taking those design ideas back to the spaces that I'm creating. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I love that. And I love that. It's yeah, it's totally understandable. And I totally see the correlation between, between both of them. And it's great that you can sort of, you know, fit your, your passion into, yeah, what you do full time and then on the side as well. And, um, that type of architecture is yeah, important and, and yeah, really, really great. Um, so talk to us then about, uh, when did you start, um, when did like taking health seriously and fitness and all that really take place in you? Was it something that started at a young age or was it something a little bit later on that really took root? Talk to us about that journey. Um, yeah, so I would say it did not start at a young age because I was the kid that would eat a half a carton of ice cream and not look, think twice about it and go to Bojangles after, after, uh, track practice. But, um, when I got into college, I just started just being more aware of my body and like how it felt. Um, and then just like through sports performance, I think over the years, I've just tuned in more of like what makes me feel good and what brings me joy. Um, and, you know, feeling good and like fueling myself well has become really a, a big part of my life. Um, and so it did not start at a young age. Um, it's definitely adapted and grown. And I've learned a lot over the years of like, you know, I was vegan for a couple of years and I didn't eat meat. And, you know, I've learned a lot about my body and learned about my protein needs and things like that through that journey. But, um, I'm not no longer vegan. Um, it was, yeah. So it's, it's always just like, you know, you're always learning and you're always growing. And, Mm. um, you know, I think your diet and your lifestyle, you know, are a product of that. Yeah, for sure. Talk to us about, uh, fit beyond design. I know that's something that you're sort of a part of. Is that something that you started? Talk to us a little bit about what that is. So our listeners have a, a better idea. Yeah. So, um, fit beyond design. So I've always been into art and drawing Mm -hmm. that from a young age. Um, I was in art classes from the second grade all the way through, 
um, you know, high school, studied art and um, architecture in school. And, you know, Fit Beyond Design was like a, a product post-college where I was getting my art out there. I was doing art shows all around Charlotte. Um, I was published in a couple magazines wow. and, you know, just kind of seeing, I like to say, follow my curiosity, but like seeing where, you know, this could take me mm-hmm. now, like over the last couple of years, I've focused more on like running and, and that that's where my excitement's been, but I still have in the downstairs of my house, I still have a full art studio. Wow. Uh, so it's, you know, it's always been a creative outlet. It's always been something that's, um, I never try to define. I think art is a creative exploration that you, know, you don't have to put limits on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of let your mind go free. Um, same thing with running, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's always just been, you know, a passion project of mine where, um, my thought was that, you know, somehow, I started incorporating like fitness into my art in a way. Yeah. So I'd take my running shoes and I'd paint the bottom of them. And I'd start to like smack a canvas and see how it turned out. Um, yeah. You know, I'd play with architectural forms on, on canvas. So it was just like a, a creative outlet for me. Um, I did sell some paintings. I, I had some stuff published, but you know, that wasn't really the, like the goal for me. It was, it was, right. you know, to have fun with it. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. And you do compete as well, uh, aside from the, the art things and, and uh, all that, you do compete in marathons and and talk to us about that. What's the biggest one you've done? Like what, how many of those a year are you participating in? What's the training look like for that? Because uh, we have listeners who I'm, I know would be interested in, in hearing more on that side and who, um, yeah, it's just, it's just very, I feel like that takes almost the fitness to another level where not only are you focused on your health and, and your fitness and, and staying in shape and all that stuff, you're taking it to another level where you're doing it to compete and um, sort of prove to those around you, like, Hey, I don't know. Talk to us about, uh, talk to us about, it's an interesting dynamic and definitely yeah. something um, huge accountability. I'm sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, I always say that I enjoy training more than I do the actual race. Mm-hmm. So the race is kind of like, I always feel like I'm slightly hungover after the race. I'm like, Oh, now what? Yeah. Um, which is probably, so I'm going into my third marathon this year. I'm running oh. London in a couple of weeks and, um, you know, I would not recommend somebody running their first marathon to do three marathons in a year. Yeah. I think that's something I've de- developed over like nine to 10 years worth of training. Gotcha. Um, I think that, you know, there's so much that running can teach you and that, you know, you should take it slow. You should mm-hmm. really load on, uh, you know, training, um, gradually and let it build upon itself. And like, once you can kind of have that firm foundation, then you can kind of stack fitness and you can, you can do more races, but it's really taking it slow and allowing the body to adapt to the stimulus you're putting on it. Um, and so, yes, I did. I'm doing three marathons this year, but I've had years of training that's led up to that. And I've had, I've had injuries, I've had setbacks, I've had, you know, all kinds of stuff happen, but you kind of learn, um, you learn through the process of, of training that like what you're made of and what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So London is that I'm, I'm a little 
uh, clueless as far as like marathons. Is that in London or is that just with the mm -hmm. type of marathon? Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Very cool. it's in London. It's somebody was joking and said it might've been canceled. It was like, Oh no, no, <laughs> <laughs> I've been traded too hard for this one. Um, yeah. so yeah, London's it's kind of like with each marathon, I've had a lot of luck this year. Um, I PR'd every marathon that I've ran. Okay. Um, and it's kind of just chasing that excitement. I, I, uh, ran the go one more marathon in January, uh, mm -hmm. was set out to run a 319. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe if you tell yourself you're going to do something like, and you internalize that and you embody that, um, you'll do it. So yeah. I ran a 319. Um, and then I did Boston back in April and I did it for fun because mm. Boston's such a celebration of a race. It's like, it's the race for runners. It's yeah. uh, just such a celebration for the city and for um, and the sport. And um, so I went there and had an awesome time and ran a 316. Wow. And so with London, it's kind of like, all right, now let's see what, see what we're made of. Yeah. But, awesome. That's great. I love that. All right. So let's get into a little bit more the the side of things that it sort of puts it on a, a bit of a deeper level, really talking about the journey and sort of uh, that whole um, the internal thing, I guess, that, that you deal with going for getting into fitness and health and, and then running marathons and all this stuff and then balancing it with all the other things going on in life. Uh, there's definitely a side to it that's a little bit more internal. There's a little bit more of a journey going on. Um, so what is one thing that getting into this world, if you will, um, has given you or done for you that maybe you didn't expect or anticipate prior to going in or, or just when you were just starting out? What's something that now you look back and are like, wow, like this did this for me or this happened? You know what I mean? So what's yeah. something you didn't expect? Gosh, when I ran my first marathon, I never, I never expected one to be chasing what I'm chasing now. Hmm. Um, and I think that's just through, I think we set our own limits and I think hmm. we, we sell ourselves short a lot. Hmm. Um, and it's like when you start to break those limits and you're like, oh, wow, I can do this. Yeah. Um, I think running has been one of my biggest teachers. It's, hmm it has shown me what I made of. It's humbled me. It's, it's, you know, met, made me dig deep. It's helped me build relationships. It's, um, it's been one of my greatest teachers and it's, it's also taught me to respect my body. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you have to, you have to fuel appropriately. You have to recovery is half of my training is recovery. Yeah. Like it's not just the running it's, it's, the compression boots, it's the ice baths, it's seeing my PT regularly. Um, and all that I learned through probably trial and error because, you know, when you add on load too much or too fast, like, you know, you're, you're playing with fire. And so I think just allowing running to be a teacher and, and a tool, but I think it also goes into like other aspects of my life that I never thought that it would, um, it's helped me deal with like hard situations in life and problems and stuff yeah. and, and work out my thoughts and, and been a constructive like outlet to, to deal with, you know, the hard things that life throws at you. Mm. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Are there any major milestones or things that 
went on in your life and again get us you don't need to get us you know go as personal or as not personal as you want but are there any major milestones in your life that were going on that um having this relationship with with fitness and exercise and everything sort of helped cope with or what what is does that play into your coping mechanism in any way yeah i think i think life likes to throw you curveballs. Um, and that could be with relationships that could be with work that could be a number of things. Um, but it'll always throw you punches. And so when those things happen in my life, I, the first, honestly, one of the first things I do is I go on a run Mm. like, all right, well, like we can be still like sit in it, but like, let's, let's get in our body and like, let's just feel all the things. Um, And so I think it's a a form of like meditative therapy for me. Um, And that, you know, when some of these things that are hard that I don't necessarily understand or have, have control over, like I can, I can go on a run and just kind of let my thoughts come and go um, and just be, be in my body um, over those miles. And you don't have to necessarily put on those runs. I don't put a time limit. I don't put a destination. It's just like, I'm going to go for a run and I'm going to get back when I get back. Right. No. Yeah. That's so important. I mean, obviously it's important to have that understanding that sometimes there's not something we can just get up and do right away to fix a situation or, you know, change our circumstances. Sometimes there are those periods of waiting, but it's, what are you doing in those moments of waiting? Are you sitting there twiddling your, twiddling your thumbs, just, you know, letting anxiety overtake you and just Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, dwelling in that, or are you sort of, um, you know, putting your mind in a good place or you, you know, getting out and and moving around. I mean, for everyone, it's different, but I'm sure for a lot of our listeners that health and exercising aspect is definitely hugely important. So hopefully that's an encouragement to them. Yeah. to sort of endorphins are a great cure for anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Just coming back and just feeling, you know, that, that little bit of a like, okay, I'm good. Like I, I, you know, it's, yeah. it's a good feeling. So and just, yeah. Setting your mind on things above, not just keeping exactly. your mind in the, in the pit where, where the bad circumstances may be, but trying to, to rise above that. And yeah, that's great. Awesome. Um, so what is the biggest thing that you find uh, that makes health and fitness so important? like for yourself, but then also for the world and those around you, like, what is, is there one thing about it that, uh, I mean, obviously it's, it's good to keep our bodies in shape and everything, but what is the one thing that stands out to you as what makes it so important? Well, I think when we show up for ourselves, we can show up for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, we're put here to serve uh, a bigger purpose. And so when we show up and we can take care of the, the blessings, like our body is a blessing. Mm. Our body is a temple. Um, and when you can take care of those things, you can show up better in the world. You can show up better for people. Mm. Um, and you can serve better. So I think that's, that's definitely number one. Yeah, no, that's great. I think that's, that's huge. And I think it's something that we've talked about briefly on the podcast before, just the idea of the body being a temple. And I think that's, um, I mean, that's huge. That's yeah, that's a great encouragement. Like you don't, you should be focused on health. Uh, I mean, everyone at varying degrees, but at least to the level that you're healthy and you're able to help those around you um, and you're in, in a good in a good place mentally and physically so that you can, yeah, sort of be 
um, that light in the world and be that mm-hmm. uh, instrument of change and everything like that. And exactly. um, yeah, if your if your health is down the toilet and again, I'm not talking about people who have medical conditions or anything. I'm more talking about if you actively yeah. choose, you know, not to it's taking ownership. Yeah. It's if taking you actively of what you've been given. Exactly. If you're actively choosing to sort of go against that healthy and, 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 you know, good body and, and diet and everything like that and choosing that, then, uh, yeah, maybe you need to do a, maybe you need to do a gut check or something. And, um, yeah, how can we be taking the blessings and the things that we've been given so that we can help those yeah. around us? And, and maybe it doesn't look like a super active fitness routine. Maybe it doesn't look like running marathons or anything like that. It's going to look different for everybody, but I think it's good to have that, that awareness and that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it just means getting, uh, the amount of sleep that you need, you know, during the exactly. night. And, yeah. yeah. I am a much nicer person when I get a lot of sleep. Right. Not, yeah. But exactly. not too much. Health. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, diet as well. Like, you know, you, you eat a bunch of uh, just food that isn't good for you and uh, messes with your, your attitude. You know, if I eat chocolate cake for breakfast and six cups of coffee by the end of the day, I'm just crashing and burning. And it's just, yeah. you know, it's just, I'm nasty to those people around me just because, you know, what's inside comes out. And if you're feeling nasty inside, it just, you know, sort of spreads. So, um, and I guess that, that's, I'm given like the, the minimum level of, of where things go, but then oh, yeah. go beyond that to people. Well, who... I mean, even with alcohol, like in this mm-hmm. marathon prep, I gave up alcohol because I yeah. knew that I wanted to maximize recovery and I wanted my body to feel good. And I didn't yeah. want my sleep to be, um, you know, bad because of, because of in taking in something that doesn't necessarily serve my training and what I'm, what I'm chasing. So I think, you know, I think once you feel good and you feel what it feels like to feel good and know that that's a byproduct of the way that you're fueling and the way that you're treating and using your body, that, um, you kind of start to be protective of that. Yeah. And that like, I don't want to feel a different way. Like I, I want to feel good. Um, and I know that what that's from, Mm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we've talked about that. Uh, the last guest we had on, we sort of talked about that uh, knowing and not knowing, um, you know, the difference in in how your body feels when you are eating healthy versus not eating healthy. Mm-hmm. So if you're used Quality to not, matters. Yeah. So if you're just used to not eating healthy, you may notice like, yeah, yeah, I feel a little sleepy, a little laggy, this, that and everything else. Um, but until you sort of go to, you know, start implementing healthier foods into your diet. So you start taking notice of like, man, I, I actually felt better after I ate this meal versus this meal. Um, and then it's like, you know, once you do that full shift then it's like, why would you want to go back? Like, why do you want to, cause yeah, it affects, it affects your insides, how you feel mentally and then physically beyond that and yeah, your interactions with exactly. people and um, yeah, your whole life. Great. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, I want to give you some time to share with our audience uh, anything that maybe I didn't get to, anything maybe I didn't ask that you wished I had asked, any topics you want to discuss. I'll give you a couple minutes just to sort of, yeah, uh, talk to our audience. Yeah. I mean, gosh. So I am a running coach. Um, and, and sometimes I feel like through running, I am a life coach in some ways. And I think, you know, the biggest call to action or, you know, I don't know if it's a question or, um, but it's, it's like, find the things that bring you joy um, and find and find purpose and, and chase after that. Like there's no tomorrow. Um, 
and it doesn't have to be the same thing and it doesn't have to be controlled or defined specifically. Um, but it's like, it's, it's finding the things in life and, and chasing after what truly brings you joy and, and, and gives back to the world. Mm. Um, and so I don't know if that's a question or more of a statement, but like, that's been something that's like over the last, I guess, probably the last year, it's like, it's not necessarily having one race to run or, you know, painting one painting. It's more or less like what brings me joy and I'm going to chase after that. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's definitely huge and, and, and important. And I think that's going to be beneficial to everyone who's listening. And I think there's been so many things that we've touched on in this episode that I feel like our listeners um, yeah, if you have more questions about this kind of stuff or want to go deeper, like, um, yeah, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge topic and I don't, to all of our listeners, don't feel like this is something that you could just take, um, at face value and just sort of like complete in a day or in a week. I feel like it's something that definitely takes longer. It's a longer journey to sort of, you know, figure all this stuff out and sort of work it into your own life and, um, yeah, yeah find what it, yeah. what meaning it has to you individually. Yeah. But I also think like when you find things that resonate, if you're hungry enough, you'll chase it. Yeah. And you'll, you'll go after it. Um, and so it's like, find those things that like really light you up and that you're hungry enough to chase and then find out what you're made of. Um, yeah. and then see how, how you can help others in that, in that same journey or, you know, find, find that peace and that purpose. Um, and it's okay to mess up. It's okay to like, to go back to the drawing board and, and reimagine things. But, you know, I think, so I love the quote um, by Teddy Roosevelt, the, the man in the arena. And I always like to say, stay in the arena. Mm. Like, and in, in that, I mean, stay in what brings you joy, stay in chasing that and, and find, you know, if it, if it makes you money, great. Um, but if it just builds a community, like you're serving in a different way, so it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be defined and in some specific way, but, um, it's, it's just think about just something to think about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, there's obviously uh, a lot of people listening to this health and fitness, and that is something that sort of gives them that, um, it's something that gives them a little bit more meaning, a little bit more focus to life. Um, obviously, it's not the ultimate uh, source of, of meaning and, and purpose and joy, but it is uh, a contributing uh, factor to leading a, a healthier life and, you know, hopefully a happier life if, you, if your body's in check and yeah, um, and maybe not at a super deep level, but definitely at a, a level where you're, you know, you're able to interact better with, with yourself and the world around you and the people that you surround yourself with. And, um, yeah, that's, that's huge. Very important. Yeah. Well, and I also think it, it matters to what you feed your mind and what, um, like what you're consuming. If you're consuming things that are podcasts and books that are not, um, you know, giving Edifying, you, yeah. yeah, like, like, pay attention to what you're consuming because that'll show up in your life. Mm. Um, so that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's what I need to take. I need to take that more seriously. <laughs> I think we could all work on that one a little bit. Um, speaking of which, do you have any books or podcasts or anything you want to recommend to our listeners? Yeah. So I don't really watch TV. I do listen to a lot of 
books and a lot of podcasts. Uh, podcasts, I love Bear Performance podcast. Um, I recently did an episode on Project Endure, um, and I also am a huge fan of Sally McRae and her Choose Strong podcast and everything that that project and mission stands for. I think she is she is a powerhouse of a person. Um, and then as far as books, if you haven't read uh, Tim Grover's Relentless or Winning, mm-hmm. those are two super strong books, but I also like um, kind of on a different different wave. I love Bob Goff um, and Donald Miller. Donald Miller has Scary Close and Bob Goff has Everybody Always. And those are just, when you think about life and you think about how you serve um, and how you show up and Bob Goff also has Love Does, which is probably one of been one of the most impactful books of my life. Um, it's just how, how love is an action word mm. um, and shows up in your life. Um, so those are some of the the big, just a few of, of the list. Um, a lot of leadership books that I like leaders eat last by Simon Sinek or dare to lead by Brene Brown. Um, those are all just like pillars that kind of give you it's, you know, I was told one time that books are like mentors. So, you know, surround yourself with the mentors you want. And if you don't have direct access to those people, like consume what, consume what they produced or consume what mm. they, um, you know, their messages. And I think that kind of shapes your character and, and how you show up. So for sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for those recommendations. We are coming to the end of our time. Um, so I really appreciate, yeah, you coming on and, and sharing and sort of going into the topics that we have, uh, where can our listeners find you if they want to, you know, learn more, uh, follow you and sort of see what you're up to and, uh, hopefully find yeah that encouragement and uh support yeah. that you just talked about through through you and the things that you're producing and giving out um yeah where can we find you probably the easiest place is just on instagram it's casey klein underscore okay. um so that's where i post a lot of what i'm doing or you know what i'm chasing at the time or um things that inspire me so i i like to think of my instagram as more of I hate saying dear diary, but it's like, it's a lot of my, like my thoughts, my run thoughts, my, um, you know, mindset. So, um, that's kind of where that's the best place. And if you shoot me a message, I will respond. Um, you know, I'm here to help. So yeah. Awesome. Very cool. All right, Casey. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great talking to you and getting to go uh, over everything that we have. Um, best of luck on your your marathons and the London Marathon coming up. And um, yeah. yeah, we look forward to sort of following along and, and seeing uh, where your where your journey takes you. And uh, we appreciate you sort of sharing um, your journey with us. And uh, I know it's going to be a huge encouragement to to all of our listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I uh, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you to everyone listening. This has been Utopia Hand Talk. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with final episode of season one. Um, don't forget to tune into that. Uh, drop a comment, leave a five-star review. Uh, we love hearing from you all. Um, thanks again for tuning in and have a great rest of your week. You've been listening to Utopia Hand Talk, where we believe that making a big difference starts with one small act, one small decision, one small change, one small promise to simply do better. Join us on the journey.